Welcome to the Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy Thake and Paul Schaeflein. Each week, you'll catch us speaking to expert developers about new tech, lessons learned, and opinions in this space. Okay, so welcome to another Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast. Uh, Aicha, welcome back again to be part of this partner series. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everyone. My name is Aicha Bush. I'm a cloud advocate at Microsoft, and I'm partnering with Jeremy on these ISV series. Looking forward to have another awesome episode with Tobias with us. Yeah, and so we've got Ty- Tobias um, Feihiger. Is that anywhere near correct, Tobias? Yeah, let's, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself to the show? Yeah, sure. So my name is uh, Toby. Um, I'm from Yazoon. Um, we are a small company in Germany with around uh, 20 employees. Um, and I'm the co-founder and head of engineering or CTO, if you want to call that, for 20 people. And yeah, we, we basically focus on building integrations for Microsoft 365. That's awesome. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. And I know some of my team have worked with you and a bunch of folks in the to-do and planner team have been working with you, different emails I've been on. So I really appreciate you doing that. Just explain what your products do and how that benefits the Microsoft 365 users that we have. In general, we, we focus on integrating Microsoft 365 or parts of Microsoft 365 with uh, Atlassian software. So you might know Atlassian from Jira. That's probably the most uh, popular software is like for IT project management or for, for IT service management. And what we basically do is we, we take like the communication aspects of Microsoft 365, like emails, meetings, and Teams chats, and make those available inside these Atlassian tools. So for an example, you could like start in Teams chat right from your work item in um, your, your Jira uh, system. So you can basically get all of these communication tools you have from, from Microsoft uh, really close to where, where the work's happening in the Atlassian tools. That's pretty cool. So you brought Microsoft 365 services into your IT work. That's awesome. And how long you been working on those uh, products? How long these are available for customers? So, I mean, we, we started actually in, uh, I think we just had like 10 year anniversary or something. And we, we started, I think, really working full time on it in 2015. Back then it was still, we were working on like an Outlook add-in back then, still based on the very, very old technologies. And we basically started off like making it possible for project managers to, to, to get emails into uh, Jira. So to track bugs, for example, so that the developers can then start working on them. And then we basically had our first growth by selling these add-in to uh, customers. And then along the way, Office 65 came along and grew a lot. And then we, we started experimenting with graph APIs. And then, yeah, we basically outgrew the, the Outlook add-in and uh, switched to like a full-blown thing that builds on the graph API, yeah. 10 years is a long time, and I, I didn't realize that you did the Outlook adding. So you must have been doing like COM or VSTO at that point? Yeah. Yeah, VSTO, we started off. That was not fun. 
No, I yes, I've done it too. Um, it's funny how you kind of do web add-in stuff now, and it's a lot easier to use. I think, and also I think a lot's changed in Microsoft on how we have all the listening posts in place to take feedback, um, especially in that team compared to what was back then. How did you get started? Like, w- were there a particular set of customers, or was this like internal for you? This was useful, and then you were like, "Hey, this is useful for us," and now we realize we can productize this and take it to other customers. Me and my co-founder, we were actually working for for a bigger software company before. Uh, we started our own company um, called SAP. It's more like very, very large customer business software. Um, and f- for us, it was always like we get like tons of emails each and every day, mostly like from from different systems, not even like from real persons, but notifications, emails, um, like system status update, like you need to do something in this system. You need to put some new status update there. Um, and for us, it was always very frustrating because like it felt email is not the right place to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And when we started off, we basically wanted to build like something that takes out, like basically like a news feed for your Outlook. So that was the first thing you want to do. It was really hard to sell that to people though. So uh, we did some freelancing on the side and um, that customer we were doing freelancing for actually was using Jira. And they mentioned, well, it would be interesting for us to have an Outlook add-in for Jira. So we, we basically built that for them. And then along the way, we, we also noticed that Atlassian at the time had like already like a somewhat mature sales channel, the Atlassian marketplace. It's a bit like the, the app source you also have. For, for selling extensions for, for uh, lesson software. Um, and we basically put our integration up there. And then like after like one or two months, a big uh, American customer actually uh, like purchased it for like 10,000 users. And we were like flabbergasted, like, wow, someone's going to pay so much money for this. So <laughs> it was, for, for us, it was very, a lot of money at the time. So, um, and then, yeah. We started continuing working on that and uh, doing it full time. That's really cool. It's a kind of interesting. It's a unique situation where you're like you're integrating with Microsoft 365 as a platform, but you're also linking with Atlassian Jira at the same time as well. Jira, depending on what part of the world you come from. So you see, so you started off with Outlook, but I guess developers are probably interested more on the, the shinier tech right now. So from a team's perspective, what things are you doing in teams with this? Like the Outlook one seems pretty straightforward. Like you get a Jira ticket coming into your email and you click on it from the add-in and it goes and does all the whiz to put it into the email into Jira as a support ticket. But what are you doing with teams with that in mind? It also came from something we were missing, right? So we, we try to like look at our own processes and what, what we do and how we work and what, what's missing there in our, our so and then we try to build it. Um, because it's a good process for us. Because usually when you notice something that's not working for you, there are usually other people who also have that need. And what we noticed that Jira is very not great in handling communication about an issue so if you have like you want to post status update they they have some kind of comment system but it's really not great if you have like an ongoing discussion between stakeholders um, you want to like spec out something share some screenshots and really like 
how you would work in a modern dev environment, maybe post, post a Figma or, or something. Um, and what we thought would be really cool to like have a Teams chat about such a work item. And then, then we basically looked into what Microsoft offers on that side. Like, is the Graph API already supporting that? And thankfully it was. Um, and basically what, what we basically do is like we put a little chat window inside of your Jira, right? So you basically have like a dedicated chat uh, for, for a work item and then you can collect all the feedback in that chat. I think Dynamics is doing something similarly now as well. I saw that recently. So we're basically building another Teams client outside Teams. <laughs> yeah, and directly into Atlassian. So Atlassian has those UX hooks for you to be able to do that then inside of Jira. That's really neat. That's really cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you are bringing Teams into Jira. Are you bringing anything from Jira to Teams? We do as well, yeah. Um, so. That, that actually mimics a lot of what our Outlook add-in is doing, what we do in Teams itself. So you can create new issues, new Jira issues from Teams. Um, you can update them. You can have like, it's also like you like have a board, board view, like a Kanban board, uh, which you can view inside of Teams um, so that you can basically have others view that board, um, see what, what items are in progress and uh, which are already done. So yeah, really creating and updating information from teams and uh, surfacing stuff from the other systems. Oh, cool. So are these solutions available as an app or as an integration, like an automation? So we actually have like a full, full-blown app uh, in, the, in the Teams app store as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, we, we basically, Funnily enough, like we always try to use all the APIs that are available to us. So um, having like a part on each side of the, like having something that works in Teams, having something that works in Jira, connecting to the Graph API helps us like mix and match the APIs together to yeah create something that wouldn't be working otherwise. Pretty cool. So this one portion of the solution is available in the Teams store. How about Office store? Is it also available in the Office Store? Yeah, I think um, they they are somewhat shared now, right? Like I think our Outlook add-in is basically also in the in the App Source, and I think the Teams add-ins are also now available in the in the App Source web UI. And if, if I'm not mistaken, the Teams apps will also con- start working across all Microsoft 365, right? Like in Outlook and like. Yeah, that's the eventual goal there. It's just to make it easier for you as publishers to be able to kind of have one app that can be deployed to the multiple different clients that we have. I, I'm interested in in terms of, you know, you mentioning obviously Outlook was where you started. With the Teams integrations that you've done either in, in Alassian or directly in the Teams client itself, have you seen like a similar growth pattern between if you compared it to the Outlook add-in or... Is it completely different? Like, I'm just intrigued because obviously Outlook only existed when your company started and Teams has been out now for five, seems crazy to think five years, but uh, five years. Like, was there enough, you know, saturation of customers that there was demand there like there was for, for Outlook back when you started? I think it's even more demand, to be honest. Um, I think what, what, what really helps with Teams is that... Um, 
or at least from, from my experience, like many companies are actually now thinking a lot about how work should be defined, like in this post-pandemic times, I guess. Usually with Outlook, that was like a very saturated market insofar as there were, you, you would rarely find someone in a company actively trying to improve how Outlook works. Maybe a project manager would say, well, it would be nice if I have this in Outlook, but there would rarely be someone like on the CIO, CIO level, for example, um, thinking about how to improve like processes across Outlook. Whereas in my experience, like we have a lot of customers where this topic, how to improve working with teams because it's so new um, and so unstructured at the moment. Um, a lot of people also on higher levels are thinking about how can we improve the, the workflows that are in teams. And apps are usually a, a bigger part of that equation as well because you, you want to really make teams the center of the workplace. Um, or at least that's, that's what we hear from our customers. I guess if you, if you think back like the when SharePoint first kind of formed there were always those kind of consultants that, you know, told you how to use SharePoint that you installed on a farm, you know, under your desk or in your server room. And that needed that specialization because of the six pieces of the pie of SharePoint, right? Like I'm surprised Teams hasn't gone there with a similar pie that we had back in the day in SharePoint. But it's true, like there was never an Outlook architect. There was an exchange architect that really looked after running of the mail server, but not really a Here's how you kind of squeeze the, all the juice out of an Outlook client. Whereas you're right with SharePoint and now with Teams, that definitely is more of a thing. So yeah, it's interesting. Like that's one way of kind of getting your awareness out there on that. Do you find that there are particular verticals of industries that you're targeting with this particular product? Like obviously this audience is, you know, to my, well, to my understanding, you're is mainly more for a developer engineering type roles, but are there other companies and other types of role that use Jira other than kind of software industry? For for us, if you if you think about our Outlook add-in, I think I would say like the the classical IT roles, like the project management project managers in IT teams, um, or even even the developers um, would be the the target audience. Um, the other interesting thing that that Atlassian is doing right now is um, in what they call Jira Service Management, um, which is basically like a ticketing system like what's the other one called ServiceNow has, but much much simpler and much easier to implement. So for for smaller customers, and what we have seen there is actually very high demand for the Teams functionality, um, because what we do is basically um, we allow agents of an, of a service organization. So let's, let's make an example. You have an HR support, for example, uh, where you, you put in an HR ticket with your uh, organization. Um, and then the person who's working with you to, to solve the issue could reach out to you via Teams chat now and discuss the issue. And, um, that, that tends to be much more personal than communicating by, uh, by email. So we have, in, in that scenario, we have actually seen a lot more interest in the, in the team solution uh, than we have from, from the, the IT people. That yeah, makes a lot of sense. Can you talk a little bit about how you implemented the building of teams 
inside of Jira from a technology, like you mentioned the graph, but like, I mean, the team's UI is not straightforward. So how did you replicate that in over in Atlassian's world? So we basically, I think, I'm not sure if that's widely known, but there's actually like a UI library Microsoft provides called Fluent UI, which has a lot of Teams components uh, already pre-built. And they, they actually have like a chat component, which actually very closely mirrors the one that, that's working in Teams. Um, so we were very fortunate that we could just use that component um, and yeah, tailor it a bit to, to our needs. But uh, in general, it, it's very compatible with what Graph already gives you back from, from a data standpoint. So we could basically just do a little bit of mapping and then use that component to really quickly get something up and working, which already feels a lot like the, the original teams. I'm wondering, do you plan to extend this feature, you know, having teams chat capability in any other project management tool other than Jira? Well, that's a discussion we regularly have. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, internally, it's always like, how many developers you have that can work on something at a given time. Um, we, we have been looking at it, to be honest, um, but for, for us, we are growing a lot on what we currently do. So we, we try to, to focus on uh, Jira for now and see um, what we can do, do later if we, we have more resources available to us, uh, because Developers are uh, scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of abstraction you'd probably have to do to introduce another platform into that mix. But yeah, it's fascinating to think like that. I mean, we have have been given once like the advice, like focus on something and do that well. And then if you have a lot of experience, uh, try to uh, scale it out. Yeah, right. We're trying to stick to this advice, which has served as well along the lines, yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. There's a, a term, uh, for those that are listening that worked at Microsoft or large organizations, there's often terms that fly around that start to stick and you start hearing execs using it in all different manner of places. Um, you would have known this from SAP, I'm sure, Toby. The, uh, and so peanut buttering is a big one that's being used in talent at Microsoft right now. It's like spreading yourself too thin across too many things. And I think there is a lot to be said of a product that's just really good at a core set of things and not trying to be too clever and branch out too much. Um, so I think that is really good advice. And there's plenty of companies I've talked to that use your add-ins that have, um, you know, spoke really highly of it. So it's, it's really good to see like how far you've taken it and the, the time you've been, been around in this industry. I, I'm intrigued on the to-do side. It's uh, something that I live and die by every day. Like I, the first thing I do when I check up, even before email and Teams is to do, to see what I've got on my calendar for today. You're using the Graph APIs, but in your screenshot on your product website, you're kind of doing, seems like a little bit more integration than just creating to-dos. Like what, what magic are you doing there in that scenario with to-do? So yeah, what we do with to-do is actually some kind of sync, you would call it. What we basically allow is, is users to say, well, we, we have Jira and there are things that um, can be assigned to you, right? Like some work items or, or issues, what they're called in Jira. Um, and we want to allow people basically to 
see those issues that, that, that are assigned to them also in Microsoft To Do because we are actually avid users of To Do. Uh, we use it all the time. Um, and having like the idea of having all the things you need to do at a given point of time um, in a single single app or have at least like an, an app to structure your day is really powerful. Uh, and for us, this also includes like the things that happen in Jira. Yeah, I like that idea. Like I do it with To Do and Planner, but the example of us internally with Azure DevOps, like it'd be amazing to have all those tasks living in To Do as well. So I can just see all of my tasks in one place and know what my day is like rather than having three or four different things open. Um, so yeah, it's really neat that you've done that. So the, the sync process, was that quite complex to get up and running? Because sync is always seems to be hard over rest. I think it used to be harder, to be honest. Um, we, we actually did that at some point in the com add-in, and that was really a nightmare, uh, to be totally honest. But now I think there are a lot of technologies with Graph that, that make that kind of easier. Uh, it's not like there's still a lot of things you can do wrong, but um, it's, it's much easier because you have like things like a delta sync where you can query items that that have been changed since your last request so we really get like a log basically of, of things that you need to work process and with on the other side you have the the graph subscriptions i think they're called where you can proactively get like push notifications for uh, things that have been changed on the to-do side so uh, for example, if you if you check off a to do in the to do app, um, you would get like a, a push notification from Microsoft, a webhook that uh, you can then process and say, okay, something in to do was checked off, so we can basically check it off in and in, in Jira as well. One more question, especially for Microsoft Teams chat experience: How do you prevent latency when you are calling Graph for back and forth communication? what sort of technology you're using behind the scenes? Is it just pure calling the API or do you use any other functionalities at Microsoft, like, I don't know, Azure Functions or Event Hubs? So at the moment, um, we're basically like, it's always, it's like a transition. Um, we, we, for our first version, we basically started off by just um, fetching the data live on the UI when the, when the user is viewing it which works for like a proof of concept and the first few customers uh, well enough, to be honest. But for now, we basically are working on uh, something different, which I think Nick also introduced in one of the last community calls. I think he also presented this. Um, we we're working on like a piece of middleware, which will basically um, subscribe for, for change notifications in a chat. Um, and then pass the, this change notification via um, a WebSocket to the, the browser. Um, and then you basically get the full experience of having like the message comes in in Teams and we can basically show them in the browser as well uh, in real time, which is a bit more work than just like pulling the API every 10 seconds, but um, it, it makes the app more interactive than than having to wait for, for a certain amount of time. Definitely. Yeah, I think it, it might perfect the real-time experience for 
um, users. And, and speaking of perfecting, uh, focusing on you know, what works best, what things would you like to see from Microsoft um, in regards to M365 Day Platform because your solutions uh, sit on top of Microsoft 365 ecosystem and what would you like to see Microsoft improving in their ecosystem? Well, first of all, I, I really got to say you're doing quite a good job already. So thanks for that. Really uh, glad because what I do see a lot is I, I look a lot at, at other ecosystems and what, what really is um, something we, we see a lot of that only like a little part of the product is actually accessible via the API, right? So, um, and I, I really see that Microsoft is going ahead and putting a lot of the things that the, the own product uses and what, what is available in the product is also really soon available in the APIs. Um, and I think that's a really good approach. Um, so from, from what I really wish is that you basically continue down that path. Um, because I think it's really interesting what kind of integrations you can build on something that you probably couldn't even think of, even when building the APIs. And there is a lot of value in just having like very generic and very broad APIs, I think, that, that a lot of partners can build things on that that you, you wouldn't have imagined, probably. So. Yeah, I guess my, my answer is I, I don't think there's like a single thing I could say that's missing right now. It's um, like continue investing in the, in the APIs and uh, just know that it's valuable to your partners that you have APIs that can enable scenarios outside of Microsoft. It's really good to hear that that's the case, like that, you know, you feel like you have what you need to do. It. And I think... It is great for you from a product side that you don't have anything that you feel like is really missing that is uh, irking you with all your customers. And I think it's fascinating because, you know, we mentioned earlier on, like you're doing this with us and with Atlassian, but I think Atlassian's got a pretty rich, has always had a rich API ecosystem as well. And so you just hit a really good sweet spot 10 years ago by picking two platforms that you've been able to build a really strong ecosystem around. So it's, I, I love hearing your story like this. It's the most I've heard it in detail. So it's, thank you again for that. The interesting thing, and actually going back to the, the different platforms you've worked with, what different things are you plugged into as a business into Microsoft, but also how does that compare to Atlassian too? Like, are there things that you see us doing that you'd love to see them doing and, and vice versa. Like always interesting to get that kind of perspective where you are plugged into two ecosystems like that. Also very interesting for us, to be honest, to, to see the difference day to day. Um, I think what's a bit easier with Atlassian um, is that they are quite a lot smaller than Microsoft. So it's a bit easier to get in touch with someone uh, when there's like a dedicated issue, I think on the operations side, especially like if you have something that's not working, uh, where you say an API is returning some, some bot error messages for a certain or particular customer, it's easier to, to get like an answer from the Atlassian side than it would be from the Microsoft side, I guess. Um, so on the operations side, um, but it's also something that comes with the scale. You, you 
probably there's, I guess you, you need to weed out a lot of the, the requests that come in, which are probably like someone is just using it wrong versus your API is not working correctly. So that's really not that easy to do at a certain scale, I guess. So my fear is that if it lasts in growth version, that would probably also go downhills. <laughs> um, it's just probably just a natural uh, way things go. So another thing I, I, I see is um, with Microsoft, you, you, you build a lot of APIs, a lot more APIs actually. Um, so I think, I'm not sure if, if you internally have like an approach where you, if a new product launches, you're thinking about the ecosystem very, very soon in the process. Um, but it feels like it at least, because if I, for example, something I noticed recently with the loop components, I think, which are now are in preview for the, the team's adaptive cards, I think, to replace them. So you, you already see with the, with the announcement of the new loop product, you already see where this is probably going and you can you can imagine like very early on you you share this building blocks with partners so they get on board and then when the the product loop finally launches you you would probably also have these components in there uh, already pre-built by partners um, so this starting this api journey already before a product is basically launched um, it's, it's very interesting and unique to Microsoft, I think. So that's that's something which for Atlassian, in my experience, is more like an afterthought. So they, they build out the product and then in the end they say, okay, what, what can we imagine? What APIs could be useful? Whereas um, I think Microsoft sees like the partner in the ecosystem, like a core value to, to the customers from the very beginning, not yeah, only as an afterthought. Yeah, it's maybe it's something I personally take for granted, but you're kind of right if you look at, especially if you think about other keynotes, there's a lot of other bigger companies, software companies really focus on their product. And, you know, occasionally they'll bring in a partner to tell the story of like, we, this is the integration they've built. Whereas like, I think all of the products that Microsoft released recently has always been like a NASCAR slide of logos of here's the launch partners for X product or X feature. So yeah, that is a fair point to bring that out compared to others. Well, we're running close to the end of the show, but I feel like I could talk to you for ages on this. Yeah, I think there is a lot we can learn from your products because it's not just one. I see from your website, there are a lot of options that we can integrate with Jira. What can people go to try out your products or where is the best place to guide developers or customers to learn more about your products? For now, it's actually the Atlassian Marketplace. That's still basically our main um, point of entry uh, because for the apps in Jira basically work that way that an administrator usually has to enable them first. It's unfortunately a bit of a limitation for us. That's much easier in the Microsoft ecosystem again. Um, but uh, the Atlassian Marketplace is usually like a good starting point. There are sorts of like some trials and the usual things you can do, yeah. Well, look, I would encourage you if you're using Jira and you're in the ecosystem to try this out is a really cool integration between the two products. And uh, a big thank you for your time today, Toby. Uh, 
we uh, we should get you on, you know, later on down this track to see what else you've added as we kind of in- introduce more ability for you to add more integrations into the platform. But um, thank you again for your time. And again, thank you, Aisha, for joining us on the show. And I hope you're you're listening or enjoying these uh, this series of talking to the partners directly. And if there are partners listening going, we want to come on the show too, um, you can reach out to me and Aisha. Um, or I guess I'll just share my email address, jthake at microsoft.com. Um, we have already asked everyone on our technology adoption program to come on. But if there are people outside of that that want to reach out, please do so because um, – I find these personally a good learning experience and I appreciate just the openness today, Toby, of sharing your journey with us on how you've built your Zoom. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeremy. And was so great to hear all these amazing products from uh, your company, Toby. So great to meet you as well. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at M365DevPodcast and check out our show notes at www.m365devpodcast.com. To help us spread the word, we'd really appreciate it if you could retweet our episode tweets and give us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks. 